1: It's that time.
0: Hey, Mitch.
1: Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Talking big red. Unleash the fury, Mitch.
0: Unleash the fury!
1: On Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We say hi to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter, is where you find him. Mitch, uh, you are comfortable. You are working away and you're taking time out for us is the pop with you uh helping uh write some scintillating, uh Nebraska stuff.
1: Yeah, he's just off to my right here. You can't see him on the on the stream view, but um I could definitely grab him for you. He's always always nearby.
2: He is uh just the the voice of reason or or, or uh, uh No,
1: he doesn't have much to contribute. Just pretty much <laughs> wants to sleep um and eat, you know, do what do what they do, but that's uh that's about all he can add, so I'm just bringing him in for a little cameo here. There we go. Yeah, I like that. Uh, he just
2: wants to sleep and eat. That sounds a lot like me too, Mitch. I like it. The uh, Hale Varsity YouTube channel where you can watch uh, Mitch and his pooch. So will, will this game Saturday offensively put many to sleep?
1: You know, Hudson Card, the quarterback for Purdue, is an offensive talent. We'll see what he's able to do against uh, Tony White's black shirts. They've shut most of the uh, – of the quarterbacks on the other side, uh, down other than JJ McCarthy and, and Shadur Sanders. And I don't know if Hudson card is, is in that category, but he's one of the better QBs that Nebraska's faced this year. You know, I think Purdue is, is a better offense than what Nebraska saw against Illinois, what Nebraska saw certainly against Northwestern with a backup quarterback and all kinds of issues with talent on that side of the ball. Uh, but you know, at the end of the year, I don't know that the boilers are going to rank in the top half of, of uh, the Nebraska schedule um, as far as uh, oppo- opposing uh, talent. So it's a it's a winnable game, as people like to say every time Purdue <laughs> appears on the Nebraska schedule. And, uh, you know, one that would be very important for Nebraska to get being that it would be uh, a third consecutive win and, and get the Huskers within one victory of bowl eligibility.
0: Mitch, with how each of these teams like to play, there's been a lot made early in the week of what the weather looks like on Saturday. Cold and rainy in the capital city, most likely. I want to get your thoughts. Is that advantage Nebraska with how they like to play offensively, running the football, how Matt Ruhle wants his offense to play? Or do you think it could be advantage Purdue as well because it's not the same high-flying air raid attack purdue offense that we've seen in recent years they've changed up how they play football it's a little bit more back to that traditional big 10 where they use the the ground to set up the pass i want to get your thoughts does any team have an advantage here because of the weather or is it more of a dead heat
1: well purdue's offensive coordinator graham harrell comes from the air raid mike leach school and and you know they have much like wisconsin embraced tried to embrace the big 10 pounded out philosophy and purdue has some backs that can run it we saw that with Maccabee last year in in west lafayette and uh it was kind of a shootout but it was just a game where neither team could stop the other team 43 to 37 was the score it seems like a like a generation ago but it was just <laughs> just one one year i was looking at that score today as i was going through the 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 recent history between these programs and it, it i i couldn't remember much about that game it 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 uh just seems like a like a blur, everything that happened then, but but what I do recall is that Purdue ran the ball well, and that's what they're going to need to do in Lincoln on Saturday, most likely with the with the gusty winds, and you know you might have some precipitation uh, undeniably at, at this point in the week. I think it's safe to say the forecast if there's one thing it's right about, it's not going to be warm on on Saturday afternoon. We're going to be in the upper thirties or forties. And, you know, Matt Rule, you know, he smiled and, and seemed to really enjoy that, that conversation when it came up. Maybe he just liked talking about that more than he did his entire uh, offensive side of the ball being injured. But he, you know, the, he, he wants to build this team so that it embraces that kind, of, that kind of weather, so that it plays its best when the elements are averse. And this is why Nebraska, Matt Rule said – never practiced inside in the spring when there were snow showers or it was 27 degrees on a morning in in March. Uh, so they're getting to the point of the year in theory, if the, if the rule plan holds where they should, they should have an advantage, they should be playing and they, they should, they should be right in their element to be playing in this kind of weather. And, and, you know, Illinois, the, on the road on that Friday night, it was kind of like what we're going to see on Saturday in Lincoln and, and, Defensively, Nebraska came through. On the offensive side, it was very much a mi- mixed bag, but it's been that way all year.
0: Mitch, what do you make of Matt Rule's reaction to getting the question about the weather yesterday? He had a bit of a smirk on his face, as our our friend Connor Happer pointed out. It was it was pretty funny to see Matt Rule's reaction getting asked about the cold weather. It almost seemed like that was his favorite question of the day, with just cold weather being on the topic. It seemed like something that he was just really really excited to talk about. <laughs>
1: No, it was just it was just a favorite, the favorite person, his favorite person asking the question, the favorite qu- question questioner. Um, I think is, is, is why Matt Rule uh, had that look on his face. Yeah, I'm sure so, that was, in fact, my question uh, so, you, know. <laughs> um, you know, like favorite, I said, capital favorite. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think he, uh, you know, he wants Nebraska to embrace this and. He appreciated that 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 topic got brought up because I think he's thought about it, and not just this week and when he when he saw the forecast and you know you know that he had seen it already when he came into the press conference on Monday, um, but really all through his time at Nebraska, he's he's been bracing himself for this kind of a situation and looking forward to it and trying to build a team that was going to be at its best that was equipped to play its best football when the, when it became. Uh, big Ten West weather in November
2: Mitch Sherman few minutes with us here Hale varsity radio Mitch with the athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. This is where you find him Mitch what'd you take away from from coach Satterfield today uh, when discussing the offense uh, he seems optimistic he's supposed to seem optimistic uh, and and dare I say excited about some of the young guys but he uh, and that side of the football is continuing to, to just get decimated by injuries. I know it's it's a talking point, but I don't know. What's your outlook for the offensive line? I mean, do you think the O-line could surprise Saturday?
1: Well, that depends on what the expectations are. And, you know, I think fans, um, you know, people who watch, are, are going to look at the players who stepped in. You have Teddy Prohaska. You have Justin Evans-Jenkins and Henry Lutovsky. And Nebraska's okay with those three guys out there, I think, and I think most people will believe, um, alongside Ben Scott and Bryce Benhart. The the big difference in what's going on now versus where they were at for the first seven games of the year is that they don't have depth. Um, In the past, they had those three guys who could fill in if needed and nebraska needed it on saturday against northwestern you saw evans jenkins come in first to play guard when piper ethan piper went down and you saw him move over to center which is his natural position evans jenkins or at least it was when he was recruited to nebraska in his first year or so on campus when when ben scott limped off and fortunately for nebraska ben scott is okay um at least now um you know cross your fingers that there are no more injuries because that's where the real problems come in. I, I think they're they're in panic mode if or at least like the alarm bells are going off if somebody else goes down on the offensive line. So that's awfully precarious when you've got 5 games left to play. And you know, it looks like they'll get Nuri Nwili back, but that's going to be a couple weeks, so they've got to make 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 do really with these 5 guys because behind them it's a couple of true freshmen who they hope to redshirt still and Sam sledge and Gunnar Gatula and you got a couple of redshirt freshmen um, in addition, the transfer, Tyler Knack and the, the transfer, uh, Jacob Hood. So those two guys, you know, have been on the scout team or, or injured, um, you know, unable to, to suit up. Uh, Hood was not even part of the one of one, one ten um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of camp. So they're they're getting down to some some uh, you know, to the bottom of the barrel somewhat, at least in terms of the depth. Um, you know, in the future, these guys may be starters, but right now they're not. The, the the backups are not in are not uh, equipped for that kind of a role in the big 10
0: mitch is this murphy's law in effect i mean we talked about it in spring mm-hmm. we talked about it in summer even talked about it at the start of fall camp how thin the offensive line was and now the offensive line is the position group that has hit hardest due to injuries maybe outside wide receiver but i think within the past week maybe the offensive line has taken the cake there considering that the depth issues that they already had is this just murphy's law
1: it seems to be at both positions, and you can even put running back in there too. You know, Nebraska had depth at the beginning of the year at running back, and now you're down to Emma Johnson, who you know in the spring was like fifth on the depth chart. You know, you forget he was behind AJ Allen, who's now at Miami, and then all of the guys who were hurt, and Anthony Grant, um, and he's your starter. I mean, he's he's going to be the guy getting the first carry on Saturday against Purdue. That was him against Northwestern because of Grant's ball security issues. So, I mean, they can go back to Anthony. But it looks like they want to roll with Emmett Johnson um, at receiver. Yeah, it's Murphy's Law. I think it's the same thing at at O line. So I don't know when it stops. I mean, it's scary somewhat for Marcus Satterfield to think that this season is like sixty percent over with, and you've had the number of injuries that you that you have. Like, what position is this offense going to be in when Iowa comes to town on Black Friday?
2: Mitch, we talked a little bit in our post game and looking at at Harburg, where he's been. Most effective throwing the football and beyond ten yards wasn't a good day last Saturday against Northwestern aside for the shot to to Malachi Coleman. Do you think you'll see more play action in uh, in in the play call this weekend or or beyond? And Nebraska seems to run better out of the shotgun versus the eye, But when he's under center to do play action uh, or or or, or drop back. I mean, he seems to be better. Uh, and it, it makes it a little bit easier with, uh, from a read standpoint, if you're doing play action, is that going to be more, yeah, he looked, more, he more of a, a thing for him?
1: he looked look comfortable doing that. Uh, certainly on the, the belly G option pass that Tom Osborne uh, diagnosed was needed for this Nebraska offense. He looked good doing that. And, you know, I mean, you think back to quarterbacks like, like Harburg in Nebraska history, the guys who are run first and and you know aren't naturally uh, extremely talented in the traditional pass game. At least that's not their their first order of business. And a lot of those guys have been good on the on the the play action pass where they're under center and they fake that handoff to a back and and you drop the safeties and then you get one on one coverage over the top. And you know you're not necessarily. Having to look too much at the the underneath routes, it's it's a it's a more basic concept I think for the for the QB to to look for a big play um, that's worked uh, historically for Nebraska in the past game. You know maybe we'll see Heinrich do uh, do a little bootleg like where the the, the QB runs down the, the line of scrimmage a few feet and and then backs up and throws throws deep. I think that's next. Um, you know if you if you study nebraska football and offensive football at nebraska and you, you kind of see the road that they're going down with where they want to take this passing game and if they're really going to dive into some of the old concepts you know that's a staple the, that that bootleg pass that has you know produced so many touchdowns over the years to tight end. in so i wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of that to nate or, or or thomas fedoni um this week or or in the you know in the games in november
2: Mitch, we'll get you out. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today.
1: All right. Good to talk to you guys.